Are you ready? Big Shot of Wrestling. Episode 117. In a way, we go. Step up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man and Sabrina Jimping and Chip Team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans, let me hit the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Hello, governors. Welcome to episode 117. Not lost it. Damn, I fucking lost it. I've been practicing all week. Practicing all week and I lost it. Damn. Anyway, hello. Welcome to... Nope, try it again. Didn't work. Okay. Welcome to episode 117 of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty. And yes, I am victim of the royal fever. I'm hyped. I am pumped. I am excited about this wedding. I don't know why. I've always been into the royal family. Princess Diana, William, Harry. Ever since I was a little kid. Once again, don't know why. Don't know where it came from. But, you know, whatevs. And it's funny because I wasn't really excited when Prince William got married. But this one, I'm pumped. I'm excited about it. Maybe because she's an American. That probably plays into it. I know who she is from watching the commercials for Suits during Monday Night Raw. Smoking hot Meghan Markle. Always wanted to watch Suits just because of her. You know, never got around to it. Never got around to it. Heard's a great show. If you watch Suits, dial it up. 619-3433-005. Let us know how it is. Is it worth watching? Hope so. Because I just finished Glow. I need a new TV show to watch. So let us know about Suits. But yeah, I will not be getting up early. Thank God for DVR. I'm going to record it. So I can fast forward through all the BS nonsense. I got some English muffins. And uh, we're going to celebrate in style. Don't way I know how to do. In style. Black Saturday. Doing the show Friday night. How am I going to celebrate? There's only one way to celebrate on Friday night. The Wedding Eve. That's by watching SummerSlam 1992, which emanated from Wembley Stadium. It took place on August 29th, 1992, but didn't air on pay-per-view until Monday, August 31st. And to this date, it is the only major pay-per-view to take place outside of North America. Well, let's face it. The fact is, most of you listening to the show weren't even alive when this aired. But I was, and I remember watching it. Let's give you a little, quick little recap of what happened. The Legion of Doom defeated Money Incorporated in 15 minutes, 10 seconds. Nails defeated Virgil in 3 minutes, 55 seconds. The model, Rick Martel, ended in a double counter against Shawn Michaels in 8 minutes, 6 seconds. The Natural Disasters defeated the Beverly Brothers to retain the WWE Tag Team Champions in 10 minutes, 30 seconds. Crush defeated the Rebel Man, 5 minutes, 41 seconds. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Macho Man Randy Savage via countout. So Macho Man retained the WF World Heavyweight Championship in 28 minutes even. The Undertaker defeated Kamala in 3 minutes, 27 seconds. And of course, the main event, the British Bulldog defeated Brett the Hitman Hart to win the Intercontinental Championship in 25 minutes, 40 seconds. A little stroll down memory lane for y'all. 
So the world was watching then. The world is watching this weekend for Princess Diana's baby boy to get married. So congratulations to them. Best of luck. I was fortunate enough to receive an invitation, actually. But I had to decline. You know, I had no one to watch my fish. And, you know, I just can't go away for that long with nobody watching my fish because they would have died. So being a responsible adult, a responsible pet owner, you know, I had to decline going to the royal wedding. I sent them a gift. Hope to get it. And once again, congratulations. Like I said, love is fantastic. Love is great. Unless your name is Michael J. Putty. I have not had too much luck in the love department, if you will. But something happened this week, folks. That might change that all. Your boy here was walking to the store. CVS. And I was with this girl a long time ago who, you know, hurt me. Cut me deep. Took me a long time to get over it. But every now and then, I'll see somebody that reminds me of her. And in the corner of my eye, in my periphery, I'll see somebody. I'm like, was oh, that? Oh. oh, it looks like her. Eh, no, it was not, it's not her. Obviously not her. Of course not her. I don't know the fuck she's doing now. I don't know where she's living now. So I was walking to my CVS. And I see a girl also approaching the door. Glass doors, of course. Of course, instantly I think, oh, same hair, same, same height, same body type. Oh, I wonder if that looks like, what's her name? But of course it's not. As I'm getting closer to the door. She's getting closer to the door. Lo and behold, is my ex-girlfriend. I've always fantasizing about this day. And it happened. Coming out of CVS. She's looking good, looking cute, looking very attractive as always. I'm looking like a schlub, haven't shaved in like a week, whatever. So we recognize each other, we said a cordial hello, you know, the impromptu BS, oh, how you doing, what's going on, nothing, blah, 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 you small talk, chit-chat, chit-chat, and went on our merry way. But thinking about it, after all my years of watching TV and movies, you know, I can only assume that now I'm in her head. She's thinking about me nonstop, and, uh... And you know, she might reach out to me in a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, depending how much of a douchebag her husband is. So I'll keep an eye out for my phone and emails and see what's going on. Maybe even my DMs. See what happens. I'll keep you updated. That's it for me. That's my story of the week. But man, I can't wait for my English muffins tomorrow. I've been craving them ever since I bought them. Got some butter, got some cream cheese, I got some jelly. So my options are pretty much endless. I'm excited. Can't wait. But something else you can't wait for is what Green Man talked about last week. His interview this week with the Bobby Orlando. Green Man, take it away. Thank you, Michael J. Putty. Now, we have another exclusive interview. You know a goat. Well, we have the goatest of all time. The Bobby Orlando is here with us. Bobby, how you doing, Bobby? Yo, what's happening? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me on a shot of wrestling. Happy to be here. Happy, happy, happy. I love it, man. Um, There's a lot of new independent wrestlers coming into the area, and... If you have not heard the name, the Bobby Orlando, you must be living under a rock because you're making ways for yourself. So let us fill us in a little bit on what's been going on with you in your home school, Creative Pro Wrestling. Creative Pro Wrestling. Yes, that is where I am currently training. I've been training there for a little over a year now. Um, I started in January of 2017. So a a couple months past the year mark, um, I've been trying to get outside of you know, I'm trying to get to outside shows besides Creator Pro. Um, this Friday, I'm actually, well, actually, this will be, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be uploaded after, but I'm making my debut in WrestlePro with the Shook crew. Um, I've recently done a few shows for Blitzkrieg Pro mm-hmm. in Connecticut. But uh, the main show that I'm looking forward to is on June 9th 
Um, Creative Pro is coming to St. James, Long Island, in the sports arena, and uh, we're going to have a show featuring Jerry the King Waller, Kaylee Burchell, wow. Teddy Hart, yeah, uh, Impact's Kevin Matthews, James Ellsworth will be there, so it's going to be a stacked show, and I'm looking forward to that probably the most. Oh, man, that is sick. There is a lot of pro wrestling going around, especially in our area. How do you find the time, and or how do you uh, pick the promotions that you're going to work for? Um, well, basically, I'll do like you know, I'll, I'll like look up the promotion, see what's happening, see if they got some buzz surrounding them, and mainly I just look for places that seem just like a fun environment to work for. You know, like I recently, I recently just did a show for uh, Nova Pro Wrestling in Virginia, Dope. and that's like one of the most fun crowds to like wrestle in front of because they're so active. Like you don't want to wrestle in front of a crowd that just sits on their hands and mm-hmm. doesn't really react to anything. But these, you when when the crowd has a good time, I have a good time. Yeah. Speaking of other promotions, you and CCW, what is the relationship there? Because mm. I hear you and the Shook crew kind of shook things mm. up at the best of the best. At the best of the best. Well, there's a backstory behind the uh, the invasion, as many people are calling it. Okay. My good friend, member of the Shook crew, Max Caster, mm-hmm. the tweener, That's right. was not allowed. He was not allowed to take part in the best of the best tourney, which I thought was bonkers. So we, we're starting a movement, hashtag CZW Unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Best of the Best Tournament, we took it upon ourselves. We bought tickets. We bought our own tickets with our own money, me, Bryce Donovan, and Max Caster. And we Front went into two. the building. Front row. Yeah, the whole crew. Shit. The whole crew. We went into the building. We sat in our seats like peaceful citizens, and we got attacked by Brandon Kirk, a.k.a. D-Day's bitch. Oh, man. Now... Bobby, I'm scratching my head right now because you know, I'm an honest man and I, I, I am not a, a stranger to causing a ruckus. And mm. I, it feels like you guys caused a little bit of a ruckus coming into one the might arena. Well, 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 one might say that. But on the other hand, is it not respectable as three fellow citizens of the wrestling industry that if we find something unfair, we will not stand for it? We will walk into wherever we need to and make our voices heard. That is what a good soldier does, and we are all three good soldiers. Well, New York has been known to have one of the most vocal uh, fans in the area. Um, so it, it's no shock to me that something like that happened. But why would a wrestler who is entertaining in the ring go and put his hands on a fan? Like, that is something, that's a line you don't that- that was a no-no. If, if Brandon Kirk is allowed back in CZW after that incident, we, we might have to make another stand. We might have to go back. Are there people who are following this movement of CZW being unfair? Are, you know, one can only hope. We're not going to sit here and beg for people to join our movement. If people want to join our movement, that is fine with me. I get tweets. I get DMs. There's YouTube comments on our YouTube channel. Everyone seems to be for us but we're not gonna you know we're not gonna beg them to come with us we, three three is enough for the for the numbers game brandon kirk is one person and we are three individuals so obviously we don't need any more what does the shook crew do on their time off how do you guys unwind well the shook crew are are, are three hard-working gentlemen we all train at the same school created for a wrestling academy we put in the work we strive to make ourselves better but on the meantime, we also like to, you know, make music videos. And we have seen a few of those music videos. Who 
comes up with the beats, who comes up with the lyrics. Some people might find it a little disrespectful. It, yes. It, well, that's why it's called a diss track. Oh. But yes. yeah, there you go. Vocabulary 101. Um, but basically, uh, Max Caster, he makes the beats from scratch with very talented, very talented person. Um, and then the three of us, we come up with our own lyrics. Um, and then basically we record it. Mm-hmm. I do the editing portion. Um, and then basically, bing, bang, boom, you have a video. Wow. Have you gotten any response from anybody that you mentioned in that video? Yeah. Positive? We, negative? Uh, uh, mainly negative. Mm-hmm. We recently had a match at our last Creative Pro show against The Breakfast Club, Kip Stevens, and CPA. And also in that match was a former WWE superstar, James Ellsworth. Okay. And James uh, did not like the words that were said about him. Mm-hmm. James James took it upon himself to uh, give us a little bit of a, uh, a lesson in the form of a beating in the ring. So maybe he was offended, but in all honesty... I could care less. Now, you're saying you're getting a beating by someone who maybe didn't like some of the remarks that you said mm. about him. Is yeah. there anybody that has said remarks about you that you can't wait to get into the ring with because you want to teach them a lesson? If the opportunity presents itself, which I highly doubt because CZW is unfair, I would. I pretty much think we all three of us would love to get our hands on Brandon Kurt. Because that guy needs, if anyone, if anyone needs to be taught a lesson, it's him. I understand. Now, I'm going to switch things up because it's getting a little negative around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want want positive vibes. We want positivity out there. I'm drinking my wild turkey honey and I'm, you know, I'm I'm starting to get a little bit relaxed. So, um, we're big proponents. We say this a lot of times on our show that wrestling brings us together. So, who in the business... Uh, do you consider a friend or a mentor? Hmm, a friend or a mentor? Well, obviously, my two trainers, Pat Buck and uh, Brian Myers, aka Kurt Hawkins, um, mm-hmm. they are the two biggest reasons why I'm so successful. Um, I think I'm doing pretty well. They're probably the, the two main reasons why I'm doing this well because they just—they're two of the smartest minds in wrestling, and for them to give us their knowledge is just. A, a one-of-a-kind experience that I'm eternally grateful for. Yeah, it's, it is totally insane where you do, get, when, especially you guys who get a chance to have those conversations with people that you look up to and then really tap into so, you know, their mind. It's insane. Um, who else? Has there any, anybody in the locker room that you've come across that has given you advice that you still carry with you to this day? Hmm. We have a lot of senior students in the creative for wrestling Academy. And, um, Alex Reynolds actually has given me a lot of advice. That's, that's been very, very, um, impactful on my career so far. So he's got to be one of them. What has he said? Just basically giving me tips and advice on, on in ring stuff on outside the ring. After I had my first, um, match in creative pro, like mm-hmm. he came up to me, he gave me critiques. He gave me like a whole little, uh, like talk, about just moving forward, how to handle wrestling, and it really stuck with me so far. It, wrestling is hard. I'm not going to deny very, that. What hard. has been your hardest obstacle? Um, basically, just the balance of it, because obviously wrestling is in my entire life mm-hmm. as much as I would like it to be. 
Um, I still have outside responsibilities like jobs, family stuff, um, just, you know, sleep. You get very little sleep in this wrestling industry, which is a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice because I'm very passionate about wrestling. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't passionate about it. Um, if, if you're doing this without passion, you're not going to last very long because basically that's what you need to keep pushing yourself to go forward. There are times where I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? But the, the moment you are done with a show or a match or just anything training, it's a reminder of why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So basically that's probably the hardest part is finding the balance. Cause there are only, there's only 24 hours in a day and Every single day that passes by, as long as I'm I'm doing it and and maintaining a smile, which I have been, it's all good with me. Is your family supportive about it? Yeah, they they're not really a fan fans as much as I am of the long drives. Mm-hmm. I think I don't mind them, but obviously, if your parents don't worry about you, then that's there's something wrong there. So obviously, <laughs> they, they do worry about. You know, me driving um, late at night. Um, I recently just had to sleep in a rest area, which I was fine with. But, of course, they're freaking out, thinking my car is going to get yeah. robbed. <laughs> so I'm just like, whatever. But, yeah, they're supportive in the wrestling aspect, not so much the traveling. Uh, now, you're putting, I'm sure, a lot of miles in that car. Um, what do you yeah. listen to when you're driving up and down the East Coast? I'm a big podcast guy. Big, big, big podcast guy. Um, I'm not really a music person. Mainly the whole reason behind podcasts is that if I'm in the car listening to a conversation, it makes me not feel as lonely. Okay. I don't know if that sounds very, <laughs> it, might, it may sound pathetic, but um, it's also just a way to pass the time because I, I listen to multiple podcasts and every episode is different mm-hmm. with songs. You know, you listen to the same song over and over and get a bit repetitive. But when, when, I, when I listen to a new podcast every day, it just, it's a new, it's brand new content that just satisfies my brain yeah what are some of the podcasts that you listen to of course the shot of wrestling but what else oh of course of course course. that's number one (laughs) Uh, i'm a big fan of the edge and christian podcast um i listen to talk is jericho vince russo's podcast the brand he has lots of lots of content on there big fan of that um I actually like the Jim Cornette experience. I'm a Jim Cornette and a Vince Russo guy. I don't know if that's controversial to say, uh-huh. but I'm fans okay. of both of their work. Mainly, every if there's a wrestling podcast, I've probably listened to it. But that's probably my top like five or so podcasts, my yeah. go-tos. Now, have you always wanted to be a professional wrestler? Um, No, not really, but it's always been something I've been a fan of since I was like nine or ten. Uh-huh. Um, when you're a kid, you kind of want... Um, Anything that you're a fan of, you kind of want to pursue. Like, I was in the monster trucks when I was a kid, so I'm like, oh, I want to be a monster truck driver. Oh, yeah. When I, when I was a kid, I was into skateboarding. Oh, I want to become a professional skateboarder. Mm-hmm. So the same was with wrestling. When I'm 9 or 10, I'm like, oh, I like wrestling. I want to be a professional wrestler. But that's just something that when you're that young, it's like, well, that's so far away. Obviously, things might change, you know hobbies will come in the way you know you never know what's going to happen but it's been something that i've always stuck with and until i was in college my first year of college i went to college for film i was Mm going to be a filmmaker okay yeah which i'm still a fan of but there was always that part of me that just wishes i pursued wrestling Mm -hmm. so the film school thing didn't really work out i wasn't really the biggest fan of college um i do think it is a helpful 
part of, of people's lives, especially if they want to get into an industry that they're very passionate about, just like I am. Yeah. But it wasn't for, it wasn't really for me. And I decided to drop out, get a full time job, and then I went to wrestling school. Wow. And now you're trying to still balance the shoot job with the wrestling on top of the training yep. and doing shows. Is there any room for to, to have a love life? Um, I'm currently not in a relationship, but that is okay with me. I'm perfectly fine because my love is wrestling. Okay. Okay. That's pretty deep. That was a pretty deep line. <laughs> yeah. That was a deep one. I did not expect that to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm sure your daddy is very supportive, though. My yeah. daddy is so supportive. Of, of my love for wrestling, talk about a supporter. What does he do for you? Uh, he does everything. Everything. You wouldn't be where you yeah, are if it wasn't for your daddy. I wish I had... Uh, many people would say they wish they had a dad like that. My daddy literally gives me the life I've always wanted. Everyone can be jealous of my daddy. It's okay to be jealous. I'm jealous of a lot of things, like Celine Dion's hair. But the one thing... <laughs> the, 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 the one thing that I'm grateful for is my wrestling career and my daddy's love. Oh, I love it. So nice. You know, I'm a new yeah, father. So if I could even be uh 10% of how great your daddy is, I, I would consider myself a very great father. Of course. I think you could be 11% to be honest. Okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, if we were to get back together in a year from now, what would you want the world to be saying about the Bobby Orlando? Well, not only would I like people to be saying this, I want them to be screaming at the top of their lungs that I am the goatest of all time in the wrestling industry. My name will be out there more than it is now, and I want people to recognize the fact that I am the most passionate, entertaining, and charismatic wrestler of all time. Charismatic. My, yes, that's a new word I just invented. You're yeah. welcome. You know, as many in innovators out there, you have to be able to invent new words, new styles, yes, yes. new fashion. And fa you're no stranger to fashion, my friend. I have the most Swag City fashion style of 2009. Where did that evolve from? How did you become such a fashionista? So, uh, my main gear, my style of choice is the Swag City romper. The romper mm. chose me. Really? I did not choose, yes. Wow. I did not choose the Swag City male romper. It was a gravitational pull to my third nipple. <laughs> I was bestowed the romper from my daddy. I put it on, and I immediately felt the tingly sensation that is the $1,700 romper. Woo! Yeah, expensive, $1,700. Yes. Whoa. Okay. I was I was going to start thinking like maybe I, the green man needs to get himself a green romper, but not at that price, brother. Not at you that price. You never know. You never know. You can save up right now. You can start saving up. <laughs> I'm sure you have many goals. Um, even early in your career, you have many goals. Uh, in 2018, what are some of your goals? Uh, I set out a goal at the beginning of the year to wrestle in every state in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty close to meeting that goal. I think I only have three left, like New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. Um, that's the three. I recently just got done wrestling in Rhode Island. Check that off. Recently wrestled in Delaware. Check that off. Basically, just to get my name out to as many places as I can, I will go anywhere 
the more places I travel, the more it networks my name, my brand. Absolutely. So it's worth it's worth the miles on the car, if I could put it that way. So basically, the goal is to get to as many places as I humanly possibly can. Do you uh, watch any other indie scene except the Northeast? Do you keep an eye on the West Coast? I keep an eye on the West Coast, the Midwest. Um, there are promotions out in Chicago that I, I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Just anywhere. If there's wrestling, I'm a fan of it. Canada, there's some promotions yeah. in Canada. And just, yeah, there's independent wrestling everywhere, more than ever. And it's just a great time. I know this is probably the most cliched thing you, you hear as a, as a podcaster, but it's just the best time to be in wrestling. No, absolutely. As a fan. Now, you say it is the best time. Now, some people may argue the opposite because... There's so many promotions. There's so much up and coming talent. Uh, it, it's kind of a struggle to to kind of pick the dates of what shows you're going to go see. Or even I can imagine as a wrestler, like, you know, I'm already booked for this, so I can't do that. You know, how do you yeah. make that balance? Yeah, I've run into those situations. Like, um, like I just said, this past uh, Saturday, I wrestled in Rhode Island, but the rest of my Shook Crew friends were wrestling in, in Long Island. Mm. So... I couldn't make it. I wanted to go. Um, they also were in Five Borough Wrestling mm. recently, and I wanted to make that show as well, but I had Nova Pro in Virginia. So it is a struggle. Like it, And, and you got to kind of, like, I'm one of those people that feels bad automatically, even if I step on an ant. So I always feel bad when I <laughs> let down a certain promoter or, yeah. or friends I'm going to a show with. Uh-huh. But it's it's not like I'm I'm saying i can't go and then i'm sitting at home playing video games i'm saying i can't go because i have other things that i have to um take care of in the wrestling aspect of things like when you take a booking it's not a reservation it's a commitment mm-hmm. and it's kind of sh- and i'd rather be loyal to a promoter and make a show than say oh sorry i got a better offer somewhere else it wouldn't make me feel good it makes me feel better to stick to my word absolutely so. I could That's t- what you got to keep in the back of your head. I could totally, totally respect that. But if the WWE comes a call in, mm. that might be an opportunity that you can't pass up. So do you keep up I'm with the sure. WWE product? Yeah. yeah I'm, you never stop being a fan is what I say. You always mm. got to always gotta be a fan. Um, I don't watch it as much as I, I used to before I started training because later on um, I go to training so every single time that there's training, I don't, I'm not able to watch the product. So training is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So obviously Tuesday night is SmackDown. Wednesday night's NXT. So I'm not able to catch those shows, but I always try and keep up with it as much as I can. If you were to put the GOATES of all time in a current WWE angle or storyline, where, where would you fit right now? Oh! That's actually one of the best questions I've ever heard because that I'm not. That's <laughs> actually a thinker. Oh, but I'd love to see myself in the NXT developmental system, mainly because I would love to learn um, at the mm. performance center. And if anything, I would just love to be, you know, in NXT right now because it's the place to be. That's the goal. It's, in my opinion, it's obtainable, it's reachable, but there's more steps along the way in order to get there. So, so yeah, so let's talk about but that's this. where I'd like to be. Uh, do you get any butterflies just going out before you go perform? Of course, it's it's never going to go away. If you get butterflies, it means you care. That's good. If you don't get butterflies, I'm not saying you don't care, but it's it's one of those things that will never not be there. 
So we talked about goals already. Do you have any dream opponents? Dream opponents. It, on the independent scene, yeah. I'm a big fan of Sammy Callahan. If I were to have a match with him, that'd be amazing. Within the WWE realm of things, um, I don't know. I think it'd be fun if Bobby Orlando went up against bigger men, like you know, like a Braun Strowman or a Lars Sullivan. <laughs> like I just think. Uh, if you put me in a ring with bigger men, it, it, it's something to it's something to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I like challenges, so that'd be that'd be fun. I've heard a few uh, podcasts that you were on, and you're a big supporter of your wrestling academy, the Creative Pro guys there. Um, of course. What drove you to select that school? Creative Pro Wrestling um, is is quite the drive from where I live. I live more in the upstate region now. I grew up in Queens, but now I live in upstate New York. So the a drive down guy, Long just Island, like us, love it. Yeah, there you go, Queens, uh, best borough ever. Hell yeah! But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I I want the I picked Trainer Pro Wrestling mainly because just the the names of the trainers there, you know, the Pat Buck, Kurt Hawkins, aka Brian Myers, like those are one of the top two in my eyes, smartest minds in wrestling today, and just being able to learn from them and also the other senior students that have helped me there. Not only is Max Caster part of the shook crew with me, he also helped train me and just all the guys that are coming out of there. We have MJF, who's one of the biggest names in independent wrestling today. We have, you know, smart Mark Sterling, Bear Bronson, just all mm. these guys are just, I just see these guys with their, with their success and how much they've improved. And I just, I'm like, if these guys can become this good coming out of that school, it's a no brainer to attend it. And I'm forever grateful that I made the choice to go there. Yes, it is the drive. I, I go two hours to creator pro and it takes an hour and a half back. Wow. So when I do that three days a week, it does, you know, it's a lot of gas money. It's a lot of miles on the car, but it just, like I said, it's, it's all worth it just to learn from the best. No. Yeah, absolutely. What's the relationship? Because we see a lot of creative pro guys and Russell pro and then Russell pro, a lot of guys there with impact wrestling. What is the relationship with these brands? Yes. Um, Russell pro that is Pat Buck's baby. Him and Kevin Matthews are the, they're in charge of Russell pro and they have like a very good relationship, um, with them with impact wrestling. They mm-hmm. recently just had a show called brace for impact where it featured a good amount of the top names on the impact roster. So if anything, it's also good because it's not saying it's a feeder system, but you know, you you wrestle in front of these impact guys. You never know what could happen. Right, right. It got me really excited to be honest with you. I've been uh, to what two shows now uh, when Wrestle Pros in Brooklyn. I think that it puts on a great show for the fans. Has a lot of um, hardworking talent that connect very well with them. Uh, yes. And the production value alone is something that doesn't scream out independent wrestling to me. It, it feels like they really take themselves seriously. They're out there. Oh, 100%. Yep. They are one of the top, in my eyes, most professional companies in the independent scene just because of their production value. It's all about perception. When you walk into a venue and you see just, you know, like a, a, a tarp over like a doorway, but then you see Russell Pro and you see the the Tron, the Titan Tron, the mm-hmm. rampway, the lights, the ring, the guardrails, just everything. It's it just adds to the spectacle that is an in independent wrestling show. And although it may not look like the average one, at the end of the day it is an independent show, but it's all about the perception of it and it is unlike anything else, I think, in, in the Northeast area. So mm. 
do you still go out and want to see other shows? I mean, you bought a ticket to CZW. So as a fan, yes. where, where, where can we see you next? As a fan, I haven't been attending many independent shows as of late. I will attend shows, though, if I'm helping with Ring Crew. Like, okay. that's how I've, I've, I've seen most of the WrestlePro shows. I do Ring Crew for them. Oh, that's cool. Because I just want to help out for the promotion. Yep. But no, I, I haven't really been attending shows as much. Like I said earlier, it's a hard balance when you're focused on your wrestling and then your personal life. There's very little time to do anything not involved in the two. So yeah. I, I, as, as much as I love attending independent shows, the only shows I attend is the ones I'm on, sadly. Now, as a performer, as a wrestler, <laughs> where can we see you next? You will see me in Long Island, New York, June 9th, 2018, Creative Pro Wrestling. It will be Creative Pro's probably top show of all time. St. James, the sports arena, has held many shows. Um, house of Hardcore has yeah. run there. Mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling has run a house show there once or twice. It's a very nice venue. Um, we're going back there after having a couple shows at Nassau Community College. It's only about 25 minutes from the Nassau Community College location, but we're really trying to make this show our biggest yet. So if anyone can come out, it's, it's going to be a fun show. Come out, support it. That's all, that's all we need. We, we'll put on a show of a lifetime for you guys. It is going to be a crazy weekend that June. I mean, because for us, the official podcast of BCW, we have a show on June 8th. So now we sure. might just be uh, heading over to Long Island for June 9th. Thanks for uh, starting to book my schedule here. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome for you guys to stop by. It's going to be a great time. Uh, if anybody wants to follow you, keep an eye on the goddess of all time. Where could they do that? So you could follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, at D Bobby Orlando. Um, I have a Facebook. Look me up on there, Bobby Orlando. I have a YouTube channel, Bobby Orlando. Um, and the Shook Crew actually has a YouTube channel. It's just, you know, Shook Crew YouTube channel. Look us up. We are trying to make as much content as we can and spread the word of Shookness. I love it. Bobby, it, it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you, but I feel like we still have a few more shots in us. Do so you mind hanging out for last call? I am more than happy to. We break bread. Glasses, backs on the canvas, back to attack, three funny looking fascists, educate the masses, do you understand this? Shook Crew's back, and we got another classic. Everybody in the building wanna know her name, Shook Crew putting bigots in the hall of shame. Talking that trash like Charlemagne, now you need help and you're calling James? Ellsworth's feeling good with his two hands, fake news, and we got a brand new dance. Call the Shook Crew Shuffle, just follow me. Lay down and listen to the referee. But if you really want, you can tap out. Beat you quicker than your time on SmackDown. Shook Crew is fair, we're all equals. In a world of lions, you're all Cecil. Get denied the power of the crew. Make it all the win, kids go number two. Yes, all meals are bought my dish. April 13th, y'all are my bitch. You know all I need. Pretty lame, and the breakfast club is the same. You know what our names is Bryce, Bobby, and the King. I'm the tweener here to say. So, if you want more shots of wrestling with me, Bobby Orlando, tune in to Last Call. 
It's in the news with Michael J. Putty. Once again, thanks to the Bobby Orlando. Great interview, Green Man. Can't wait to see how you top that next week. As I was listening to this interview, I'm watching SummerSlam 92, like I mentioned. But then I also realized in my intro chat, I just told you the ending in the rundown. So I just spoiled it for myself. So I know what happens now. Yeah, I watched it live, but I don't remember what happened. No, I do. I spoiled it for myself. Dumbass. Ugh. Let's get into some news. WWE announced that Randy Orton underwent successful knee surgery this week. They released a statement saying, and I quote, Randy Orton has undergone successful knee surgery to repair a medical meniscus tear in his left knee. Orton told WWE.com, and I quote, I've known I need surgery since last year, but I've been waiting for the right time to get my knee cleaned out. Right now was the right time. You know, so speedy recovery to uh, Randy Orton. Get well soon. Looking forward to you having you back on SmackDown. You know, come back as a bad guy, though. Come back as a heel, please. Come on. In other news, another story we've been following very closely was the TV rights. Now, it appears that Raw will most likely be staying on the USA Network with NBC Universal. In fact, it's being reported by the HollywoodReporter.com that WWE and NBC Universal could end up finalizing a deal worth up to three times their current deal in order to keep Raw on the USA Network. Notice I said Raw. Because it is possible that WWE will end up finding a new home for SmackDown Live. The article from HollywoodReporter.com notes that Fox is still a leading candidate to acquire SmackDown Live, which was also confirmed by a new report from Variety.com. However, the report from Variety.com also notes that there is a very, very real possibility that SmackDown Live could be moved to an online streaming service, such as Facebook Live or Amazon. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And Variety also speculates that SmackDown could also become a three-hour show as well, although they note that it's only speculation at this time. <sighs> Why don't you just cancel SmackDown? If you're going to fuck with it like this. No one's going to watch it on Facebook Live. Look what happened with the, that thing you guys did, the Mixed Tag Team Challenge. Mixed Match Challenge. Sorry, thank you. Um, yeah. I don't even have Amazon Prime. I can't even watch it on Amazon. I'm not spending $120. Was it $120, $130 now? A year? Watch SmackDown Live when I watch it for free on USA Network. Uh, don't do this. Please bring, keep it on USA Network. Move back to Sci-Fi if you have to. Hell, move it to Bravo. I know what those channels are. Don't, don't move it to Amazon. Please don't move it to Facebook Live. And please don't move it to Fox Sports 1. I mean, do it if you want to kill SmackDown Live. That's your goal. But remember what Pete Rosado said himself. Hashtag SmackDown saves live. In other news, a story we've been following for the last year, I think it is. CM Punk will be on trial on May 21st in a defamation case brought against the WWE doctor, Chris Amon. Quick reminder, Amon is suing Punk as well as Coco Banner for comments made on the Art of Wrestling podcast back in November 2014. During the episode, Punk alleged that Amon encouraged him to work a European tour with a concussion and allegedly misdiagnosed a MRSA infection. Punk also claims that Amon has a reportedly placed the interest of the WWE over the medical interest of the superstars. Amon is suing for defamation, which is defined legally as lowering someone in the eyes of the right-thinking members of society and or disparaging a person in their trade. Punk and Gabbana initially attempted to have the lawsuit dismissed, but the motion was turned down by the preceding judge. WWE weighed in by releasing a statement saying, and I quote, Phil Brooks's latest claim that the WWE directed Dr. Oman to file a lawsuit against Brooks is categorically false. Dr. Oman made the decision to file a suit in order to protect his professional reputation. WWE conducted its own investigation into this matter and found no evidence of wrongdoing by Dr. Oman and thus 
continues to support Dr. Amon and the staff that runs our world-class medical program, end quote. We will keep you updated. In other news, Enzo. Freaking. Amore is back in the news. A rape allegation against him has officially been dropped. In a letter from his personal attorney, Tom Cargill, it has been revealed that the Phoenix Police Department found no sufficient evidence in the case. Amore was accused of raping a woman back in October, which, according to the accuser, led her to stay in a mental hospital for 45 days. The accuser, however, is still maintaining that she has been telling the truth about her story since day one, despite the fact that the case has been dropped. She posted a long, lengthy, powerful, moving statement on Instagram, but has since deleted it. In part, it says, and I quote, There are no words to describe what it feels like to know that my rapist is walking away from this free of charges and will continue to be a part of society today. So what does the future hold for uh, Enzo Amore? Does he come back to WWE? Does he go to TNA? Does he make a bank on the indie circuits if people are willing to pay for him? Because he's not a draw for me, so. You know, or will he abandon the wrestling career and pursue his dream of being a rapper? and make his name for himself in the rap game. We'll keep you updated in other news. While John Cena and Nikki Bella are back in the news, John Cena appeared on the Today Show with Hoda and Kathy Lee to talk about his current breakup with Nikki Bella in a six-and-a-half-minute rant. He went into detail about that, but I kind of cut it up here. So let's see what he has to say. I had my heart broken out of nowhere, and um, or for me, it was out of nowhere, and, and anyone who's experienced that knows that it, it comes with a, a series of bad feelings. I still love Nicole. I still would love to marry Nicole. I still would love to have a family with Nicole. Over the five years of our relationship, or the six years of our relationship, if you look at me five years ago, stubborn, selfish, uh, self-focused, life had always been about me. And then slowly over time, this woman waltzes in and just steals my heart. Mm. And whether I want to realize it or not, she becomes my number one. So I'm willing to go back on all of these things that I say. And a lot of them I was hang on to just of stubbornness. Yeah. I won't have kids. And it took a very strong look in the mirror for me to be like, why? I think the greatest takeaway from all this, I really do. I know for a fact that I was in love. And I've never been in love before. And I'm telling you out there, it's real. It's horrible. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I hurt so much because I know it was there and it was real. And every day I take that and I have that. And if I never have another day with Nicole, I will take six years with Nicole over five years and 364 days any day of the week. Uh, okay. Um, wow. Um, John. Um, <clears throat> wow. Um, uh, whew, man. John. Uh, I feel for you, man. And after, after your powerful, moving words, you know, Nikki Bella has to feel the same way everyone else does. She wanted kids. You didn't want kids. Now you're willing to give her what she wants? This has got to be the greatest day of Nikki Bella's life. Well, she apparently she didn't watch the Today Show because Extra Zone AJ Calloway caught her on the red carpet for the NBC Universal Upfronts and broke the news to her, actually, what John Cena said. And now, John, you know, I can't wait to see what her reaction was. It's got to be positive. Love's in the air. Let's see what she has to say. John was just on the Today Show, and he was yeah. talking to you. I don't, did you see it? Oh, my God, No. So he said, I love her, I want to be with her, I want to be the father of her children. We still talk, it's all messed up. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm speechless. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I kind of lost me and I want to find me and work on me. And I just want John and I both to live, you know, happily ever after, whether it's together or separate.
Ouch. Oh, like a knife to the chest. Ah, damn. Hashtag bird notice. Or as a TMZ voiceover guy says, damn. Keep your head up, John. God believe. In other news, the reason Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax is being booked for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view as opposed to the original SummerSlam is because the company felt they had no other options available for them. You know, they kind of booked themselves into a corner, so to speak. The feeling amongst WWE management is that they can't ignore Ronda Rousey for another pay-per-view, which I agree with. Not only a pay-per-view, but how about Raw in general? Um, they didn't want her in a ladder match because they had no attention for her to lose, nor did they have any attention for her to lose a qualifying match. So their hands are kind of tied here. So they had no choice but to elevate her into a title picture. So uh, that's that with Ronda Rousey. If you're wondering why it's happening, there's your answer. They fucked themselves. In other news, in an update from last week, Charlotte Flair has returned to the ring after attending Embassy Universal Upfronts and after getting her teeth surgically repaired. So she's back at 100% in action However, a surgery for her ruptured breast implant will be held off until after Money in the Bank. Does that weigh in on whether she'll win or not? Only time will tell. In other news, we mentioned a while ago there was a rumor that there will be a game show coming to the WWE Network. Well, we can report now that Bubba Ray Dudley said he pitched the idea for a game show involving fans. In a tweet, he said, The show will be similar to Hollywood Squares with fans answering trivia questions. Uh, he said, and I quote, The show will be called Superstar Squares. Uh, you know, another show I would dominate at. You know what I'm saying? Circle at the square. There's a pattern to tic-tac-toe. My uncle taught me the pattern to guarantee yourself a victory. So I know how to win tic-tac-toe. I know WWE trivia. This is a game show I would dominate. So make sure this happens. And I will destroy anybody listening. Okay? Put me against Green Man. I would destroy Green Man. He would not even get a square. I would sweep him up. Yeah, I said it. Make it happen. In other news... Well, once again, the W stock is in the news. The stock has once again reached a record high for the second time this month alone. Earlier this week, stock in the company was trading at $50.65 a share. It is believed that the reports of SmackDown Live being for sale to other networks has led to the stock price skyrocketing. As of this recording, the stock price is currently listed as $50.14 a share. Like a week or two ago when I mentioned I wanted to buy stock, I've been wanting to buy stock for a while now. Don't know how to. I think it was E-Trade is blocked at work or is not working at work. I can't get into it. So I don't know how to buy stock. So I think I just lost a lot of money here. But if you have W stock, congratulations. Things are looking up. You know, but one day I'll get my hands on WB stock. I'll be official stock owner of WWE. And finally, in other news, I usually like to end on a high note. But however, this week is not the case. Former ECW world champion Justin Credible has said his wife only has six months left to live and asked fans to pray for them. He didn't really specify what illness she has, but he said, and I quote, just found out my wife has six months left to live. How do you process that? Please pray for us. We here at A Shot of Wrestling Will. God bless, Godspeed, and good luck. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown. And Impact. Here and Heath. So Raw, you know, I'm going to heal that Roman Reigns opening segment. Enough for the WWE management. Someone online compared it to them trying to equate it to the whole Daniel Bryan storyline during WrestleMania 30 season. Eh, I'm just not buying it. The way he attacked 
Jinder Mahal backstage was kind of lame. It just the whole thing didn't work for me. Enough's enough. I'm gonna heal at Nia Jax. Ronda Rousey segment. Don't know why she's getting a title shot. She hasn't earned it. She's had like one match on TV. It was WrestleMania and a tag team match. She's currently kind of being built up to a rivalry with Natalia. So this impromptu thing doesn't make any sense. Talked about it in the news. Kind of shed some light on it. So I'm not healing it as much. But there are a lot of other people worthy of a title shot besides Ronda Rousey. If that means Ronda Rousey's not on my screen for another month, I'm used to it. You know, champion is Brock Lesnar. Okay? So if she's gone for a couple months, no one's going to care because we're all used to it. You indoctrinated us by being used to it. So that's on you. I'm going to heal Breeze Dango here. You know... Breeze Dango beats the bar, I think like four-time, three-time, four-time champion. Beats them cleanly, then loses to the newly crowned B-team, killing any momentum they had of that victory from the bar. However, side cheer here, the new B-team finally, and I mean finally, picking up a victory. A clean victory, it seemed like the crowd was behind it. Hope this leads to something for these guys. These guys deserve it. So I'm hoping this leads to somewhere. And uh, also, I'm hoping they sell that merchandise. I'd buy that B-shirt. I, I wouldn't buy it for $27. You know, maybe on sale, I would buy it. I'm going to heal that long, long, boring Sami Zayn segment about Bobby Lashley and his sisters. So apparently Bobby Lashley is going to feud with Sami Zayn. That should be easy. The crowd seemed dead. And frankly, you know, so was I. Let's go on to the better show, SmackDown. I'm going to cheers Miz on commentary like I always do. And I'm going to fast forward this match, the New Day versus the Bar. I was going to fast forward it. And props to the Miz for you know, putting these guys over. He was putting over Xavier Woods. He was putting over Cesaro. He was putting over both teams. You know, something commentators don't do or they forget to do nowadays. Of course, unless you're Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, or Brock Lesnar. But he was giving credit to these guys, and uh, it was refreshing to hear. So good job, The Miz. You know, maybe he's on a second career. The Miz should be on commentary all the time. I'll go and cheers that impressive, that impressive debut of Selena Vega and that other guy, her associate, uh, Cien, whatever his name is. I guess he did good too. Whatever. Heel. So um, what's going on with Lana here? A couple weeks ago, she kind of attempted about the breakup of Rusev Day. She didn't do it this week, but was it me? Or was her accent going in and out? Because when she was attempting to... The breakup of Rusev Day, she had her normal American accent, but this week I sensed the Russian accent, but I sensed it going in and out. So, uh, what's going on here? Did you notice it? Well, dial 619-343-3005. Let me know what you think. Another here for SmackDown, Asuka gets another title shot. Carmella was heard screaming, she doesn't deserve it. And not, not for nothing, I agree with her. What has she done? She lost at WrestleMania. I think she had a victory on SmackDown in a tag team match after she lost a tag team match. So yeah, she doesn't deserve this. Why is she getting elevated to the title picture for no reason when there's other women who are more qualified than her? But like, why not make her earn it? SmackDown is the land of opportunity, so why not make her earn it? Now, have her win a number one contender's match or a battle royal um, or you know, a match against Carmella in which she wins. Give me a reason. Give me something to believe why she should be the number one contender besides y'all kissing her ass. Anyway, moving on, let's get into Impact. Last week, I mentioned I should start watching Impact because of the debut of Kaylee Burchill. Winter. I think she's going now, uh, Katarina. So last time I checked, I thought Impact ran from 9 to 11. I had something to do Thursday night. So I went out Thursday night. You know, I wanted to record it. 
on my DVR, but I forgot to. I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I was go- so I was out. I was going to record on my app, the Spectrum app on my iPhone. But you know what? I had time. I knew I was going to be home before 9 o'clock, so didn't feel the urgency to do so. Well, lo and behold, wouldn't you know, Impact is now from 8 to 10, and I missed the first 45 minutes of Impact. If only I recorded it, I would have watched it. But no, I missed the first 45 minutes. I got home and started recording it right away. But literally, no exaggeration, as soon as I turned on Pop TV, the first thing I see, Katarina Winter, Kaylee Birchall on my TV, looking smoking, looking beautiful as ever, with her doofy, weird boyfriend that's supposed to be a face, I guess. I don't know what's going on. Felt like I was watching any show. Don't know who these people are. Don't know anything about the storylines. Don't know what's going on. Felt lost as can be. But she was the first thing I saw, so I guess that worked out. So there's apparently this intense rivalry between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. I think uh, that was, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but Sammy Callahan was the guy who hit Eddie Edwards in the head with a bat. Not fake, fully connected with him with a baseball bat. It was very gross, very uncomfortable to watch. But from that, they had this intense rivalry. And Sammy Callahan actually attacked uh, someone in impact management. I forgot his name. I think he might even be an announcer. He was some guy in WWE too. I forgot his name. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. So apparently Impact is ready to fire him. But Eddie Edwards did something to prevent that because he wanted to fight him. Well, apparently Impact would not sanction this match. So they told them, fight somewhere else. So lo and behold, they ended up fighting in a street fight at Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore. And they just aired that match on Impact. You know, that was cool. That was different. An organization embracing all their indie organizations. But just imagine WWE doing something like that. Having a bitter-ass rivalry and saying, this is too heated for us. We're not going to sanction this match. We can't sanction this match. So if you guys want to duke it out, go somewhere else. You're not welcome here. Them going to whatever partners they have. I guess New Japan, maybe Ring of Honor. Someone they can partner up with. You know, I don't see it working, of course not. That was cool. It was different. It was something interesting. So uh, good job to them. And someone we saw at Standalone Wrestling, Soon Su Young. Apparently she's a rivalry with a girl named Rosemary. But she had this weird, creepy funeral thing, vignette. It was these creepy looking people. I think they're like kids, maybe teenagers. That's what they look like. They have face paint on and all, but I couldn't really tell. But they look young and they're c- carrying Rosemary's casket. Apparently they had a casket match or something. I don't know. They're carrying this creepy cemetery. Creepy vibe. Everything was creepy about it. And they lit the casket on fire. That ended the segment. So is Rosemary supposed to be in the casket? Is Rosemary done with TNA Impact, whatever it's called? But it's just weird. He's got a weird vibe from that. But something that was pretty cool, interesting, I guess my first official cheers for Impact, there's this guy. They call him Brian Cage. I don't know who he is. I don't know where he's coming from. But apparently... He's on some sort of world tour. He fights all over the world in different organizations, and they air his matches on Impact. Last week, he had a match in Japan. They called it a strong style Japan match, and they aired the whole match on Impact. This week, he was in Destiny World Wrestling in Canada, and he won, and he was undefeated. He's still undefeated. Didn't air the whole match. They kind of chopped it up, edited it, I guess, for TV. But yeah, he was in. He was in a, some sort of school gym. But yeah, I mean, once again, they're airing matches from another organization. That's cool. It's something different, like something I'm not used to. It. So keep it up. 
I'm looking forward to what the next stop on Brian Cage's world tour is, actually. So, yeah, I'm going to tune into next week, see what happens. I will record at 8 o'clock so I don't miss anything. But, yeah, for the hour and 15 minutes I watched of Impact, it wasn't that bad, actually. It was pretty good. Although, half of it, more than half of it, was not on Impact. It was pre-recorded indie matches. So, I don't know if saying a lot about the indie promotions here or the lack of TNA talent. Interesting dynamic. But, yeah, I'll keep you updated next week on Impact. I'm going to watch it again. See what happens, and I'll report next week. Getting some ratings. This week's Raw drew a 2.741 million, which is up 1.9% from last week's 2.689 million. Raw was number five for the night in viewership on cable behind the NBA playoffs inside the NBA playoffs. Hannity and the Ingram angle. Raw was number four in the 18 to 49 demographic for the night behind the NBA playoffs inside the NBA playoffs. And once again, welcome back, Love and Hip Hop. The NBA playoffs dominated the night with almost 11 million viewers. SmackDown this week drew a 2.298, which is up from last week's 2.293. So both shows are up. That's a good sign. SmackDown was number eight in viewership for the night behind the NBA playoffs. Sports Center, the NBA draft lottery, Hannity, Retro Maddow, Tucker Carlson, and the Ingram Angle. SmackDown was number four in the 18 to 49 demographic behind the NBA playoffs, Sports Center, and the NBA draft lottery. Once again, the NBA topped the night with more than 8 million viewers. Impact drew a 326,000 viewers, which is up from last week's 295,000. Impact ranked 108 in the cable top 150 this week, which is up from last week's 133. The Jersey Shore topped the night in the 18 to 49 demographic, while Hannity topped the night in viewership on cable for 3.6 million. I watched Impact this week. Impact's been up, so I'm going to take full credit for it. Last week, I mentioned I'm going to watch Impact. Apparently, the rest of you listened because Impact's numbers have been up. So I'm going to watch Impact next week. Let's see if if my uh, theory holds true and everyone else watches Impact. Numbers can only go up. That's the ratings. That's the week in wrestling this week. I'm going to finish my drink. I'm going to go downstairs, have a couple more drinks. I need to go home. i got to prepare myself for the royal wedding. Prince Harry. Went to American Princess Meghan Markle. Ass crack early on Saturday. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to watch it live. I'm going to tape it with my English muffins. You know, I'm a big fan of history. I like the pomp and circumstance. I like the ceremonial. That's stuff we don't really have too much here in the United States. So it's cool to see how the lineage of the royal family, the, the traditions of said royal family play out here in the 21st century. So, you know, some traditions never die. But some do. No, Meghan Markle is, you know, half black. That's never been done before. She's a divorcee. That's never been done before. You know, she's already, I learned, uh, she's very smart. She has like two master's degree. She's very philanthropic, which is something she could still do as princess or whatever the title she gets. But yeah, I'm very excited about the royal wedding. You know, I'll talk about it next week. Something to look forward to next week. My thoughts and reviews, my cheers and heels of the royal wedding. Stay tuned to episode 118 for that. If you guys are in the local tri-state area here in New York City, make sure you get your tickets to Summer on Smash for BCW June 8th at the World's Famous Elks Lodge. As the official podcast of BCW, we will be there fully covering. Green Man will be there. His team will be there covering every inch of that show. And of course, next night, June 9th, your boy at Michael J. Putty will be going to HOG to see the Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett. And you know, I'm going to get my title signed. I'm going to get my W. WF white strapped intercontinental title belt signed by one of the top 10, maybe top five IC champions of all time, Jeff Jarrett. Looking forward to that. What a great way to start my summer. 
got a royal wedding, getting my belt signed by one of the legends of all time. That's my story. There's a lot of breaking news in the middle of the week. Make sure you tune into A Shadow Wrestling on Facebook, A Shadow Wrestling on Instagram, and Shadow Wrestling No A on Twitter. We're very active on the social medias. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you interact with us, comment, like us, retweet. Get involved in the conversation on social media. You know, as Greenman always says, this show is from the fans to the fans. So get involved. We want you to be a part of the conversation. Well, folks, that is it for episode 117. Thank you for listening. Once again, congratulations to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Good luck on this next chapter of your life. So that's it, folks. For the Green Man, for the Bobby Orlando, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty yep. Michael J. Putty, I'm a little hungover, but I still have room for a few more shots. It's last call, and we still have the Bobby Orlando here with us. So, Bobby, I know you're ready. Yes. (laughs) And away we go. What is your favorite song? Bob, Bowling for Soup. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Football. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Mankind. Who has been your toughest opponent? Steve Somerset. What is the best feature on a woman? Her personality. What is your favorite snack? Food. (laughs) What is your favorite TV show? Wrestling. And what is the number one place that you want to travel to in this upcoming year? The UK. All right. Bobby, it was a pleasure having you here on the show. I look forward to seeing you at an indie show near us very soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>